Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. So, have you ever had a, a mischievous thought, a devious thought, a scallywag kind of thought? <laughs> you know, where you're thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't do that. Um, just the other day, I was at my daughter's house, and she was sound asleep on the couch. And the classic get out the magic marker sharpie and start drawing exaggerated eyebrows and mustache and wow that could have been fun but had i done that i know the the ink had come off i mean over it might take a week or three i i get that and in the during that time she might not feel fond thoughts of her father i get that too but, but in that moment that thought popped up, it it just brought a smile to my face. And sometimes things seem a little more permanent than just a prank, just a a, a breeze in the wind. And especially when we're on our spiritual journey and and we have our affirmations and our vision board and and we're trying to change the narrative of our experience we're trying to take the rudder and and yank it and and change the vector the trajectory of our life and for many people boy, you can do affirmations till the cows come home and and not really see the effect in in your physical, in your in your life experience. Tonight we've got a I think a fantastic show lined up. I'm super stoked about tonight's show. The topic tonight is supercharged self healing. And our guest tonight is R.J. Spina. We're going to bring R.J. on in just a bit. But I want to go back to the, the permanence or seeming permanence of this, of this physical realm where when, when we want to bring change into our physical experience. So to take a step back, who who has been raised with a savior in their life? I mean, go ahead, raise your hand. Maybe it's uh, uh, in the Christian realm. It might be Jesus Christ, or perhaps in in other religions, uh, there might be Buddhism or Hindu or well, there's just there's all kinds of religions, but. For me, it was Christianity. I was raised in the um, in the Christian household, and the, the, there's one aspect that that keeps lingering in my mind, and and that's when Jesus said, "Damn, come on, come on now, belly up to the bar, y'all." All of you, you all will do everything that I have done. So where the hell are all the Jesuses? We should have legions of Jesuses with that promise. Jesus sees a bunch of hungry people and thump, in the instant, there's a bushel of fish. He sees diseased people and poof in the moment the condition is trans is transformed wait a minute in the moment the condition is transformed and he he promised all of us that be you yes you 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 and me that we too would have the experience of the Savior. We should have legions of saviors walking around on the planet. What the hell? 
I'm no sproctologist, but something has been lost in the Christian narrative. We should have Christian schools of magic or alchemy or healing or whatever. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. I think we're going to have more than enough to talk about. So I think we should get right to it. Again, the topic tonight is supercharged self-healing. Self-healing. Jesus doing the Jesus thing on himself. Supercharged self-healing. And again, our guest tonight is R.J. Spina. Supercharged self-healing is um, the name of his latest book. The subtitle is A Revolutionary Guide to Access High-Frequency States of Consciousness that rejuvenate and repair. This book is a new paradigm of self-healing. It captures RJ's revolutionary uh, Ascend the Frequencies healing technique that he invented to verifiably overcome permanent chest-down paralysis and chronic illness without medication. These new understandings and conscious expanding meditations supercharge and command the body's self-repair and self-healing program in ways never thought possible. This book has already profoundly changed the health and lives of countless people. It combines authentic higher conscious metaphysics and never before access levels of metaphysics metaphysics into practical practical actionable and easily repeatable protocols rj is a true leader and metaphysical teacher and the world has never needed one so desperately his teachings wisdom and guidance and revolutionary self-healing and self-realization techniques have already completely changed and saved the lives of many across the globe. He has dedicated his life to the freeing and healing of humanity on all levels. He has recently started his nonprofit, Human Advancement Through Higher Consciousness. He teaches revolutionary self-healing and self-realization courses, performs energy healing, and counsels people worldwide. You can learn more about him at ascendthefrequencies.com. Join me in welcoming RJ to the show. RJ, welcome to the show. Les, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. What a what a powerful story. Um, I, I I always like to get some context going so we understand. Um, the conversation. Can you share with our audience your experience with paralysis and your journey out of that? Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, let's start even before that because I think that does give it the right context. Like um, in the womb? A, I mean, or maybe when your mom and dad were. No, let's not go that far. <laughs> oh, not quite that far left, just after that, actually. So okay. uh, as as a little kid, um, I would, what is, I guess, now understood as astral project or leave, leave your body, I would do that quite naturally uh, without effort and really without really knowing what I was doing, to be honest. It would, it would kind of just happen uh, without intention and without straining and certainly without uh, teaching or guidance. So a lot of times I would just sit back in, my, in a chair or lie down and go to sleep. And in that one second, just before drifting off, I would literally be outside of my body, looking at my body, standing there. Sometimes I was on the ceiling. Sometimes I was on the roof. Uh, and so this was totally normal for me. I had no identification, still don't, no identification with being uh, human or with, with, the, with the form itself. So I, I, I came into this world doing that or being that way, if you will, I um, also, as a kid, I used to say, as strange as it sounds, I used to tell my parents and my friends that if I ever get sick, I'll just heal myself, which on the surface is obviously a bizarre thing to say. I 
I don't think I would have been able to explain the mechanics uh, much when I was much younger, uh, but I knew it was uh, an ability or a talent or whatever word you want to use. I knew it was within me. I could feel it. And it really wasn't until getting incredibly sick and, and permanently paralyzed from the chest down did that fail be completely lifted and uh, let's describe it as like a muscle memory. I remembered the mechanics. It wasn't like I was learning something, which I also find interesting in that I knew as a kid I could do it. And then when I woke up from emergency surgery, I'd like to say that I did authentically wake up into, we can call it authentic cosmic consciousness. The veil had been removed completely. And I remembered the literal mechanics and the metaphysics of self-healing. And it's, it's, there are no coincidences. My last name is Spina, which means spine. So the, the, this whole thing has been planned. Everything that we <laughs> ever do is planned. We, we, just, we just agree to forget it. And uh, upon certain states of consciousness, or certain, states, uh, certain states of awareness, if you like, these things can actually be recalled. And so on April 23rd, 2016, I had emergency life-saving surgery. I was... Uh, permanently paralyzed from the chest down before surgery, and the diagnosis afterwards was complete paraplegia. There's notes in, in my book that actually have the surgeon's notes that, that state that. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, uh, hypo, hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's autoimmune disease, pancreatitis, thyroiditis, and then something called autonomic dysreflexia, which obviously affects your autonomic system, and your autonomic system is the things that control your breathing, your, your pulse, your heart rate, your body. So it was almost like remembering an ancient yogic practice to gain control again of all, of all those functions. So all of those things had laid themselves out all, all at the same time. Uh, but as strange as it sounds, I never had a thought that I wouldn't uh, walk again. I never had a thought that I wouldn't uh, completely heal myself and, and sort of transcend this destroyed body. And the moment that I could speak upon awakening from the surgery, I explained the whole thing to my ICU nurse. I explained it to the doctors. I explained it to the nurses. Anyone who was willing to sort of listen to me ramble, I would tell them exactly what I'm going to do in detail. And I even said in exactly 100 days, I'll walk unassisted. And all of this is verifiable. There's a video on my website because I, I made sure that I knew no one would believe me. I made sure to have the nurses and the physical therapists take videos of me with my phone that's all time-stamped and dated. And you can see my healing. You can see me unparalyzing myself. And literally, on the 100th day, I walked unassisted. Beautiful. Well, it's there's this thing called a belief system that I think we stumble with so often it it's done into you as you believe and what i like about this episode is in order for us all collectively and individually to really step into that um more authentic more authentic more i guess you could say powerful realm or um as i said in the uh, intro the notion of our own personal Jesus, so to speak, where we are the Savior, we're the healer, we are the manifester. It, uh, to to look at your example, and I'm so glad, I'm so thankful that you documented it so well because the Western mind is the, it's like trying to hold a fish with with slippery hands. It it. You can present information to it, but it doesn't mean it's going to land where it needs to land. So uh, I really appreciate that you took the time to document this. So um, for myself, the notion of of higher consciousness, higher frequency, higher vibration, um, the the people who have listened to the show over the past 12 years knows I've worked in high power transmitters and um, high frequency and, and whatnot. When you, when you look at the, 
I guess I'd say the mechanics of how you transformed your condition, what what was the role this this higher consciousness played in um, bringing about your transformation? My higher consciousness, or the universal higher consciousness, and maybe there's no difference between those two things, was the reason, the sole reason that I was able to transcend the the lower frequency disharmony that my body was was experiencing. And so by accessing my higher consciousness, and I like to say that the higher consciousness is the architect of our form and the chemist of our biology. When we are operating in that state, you can I, I kind of call it creator consciousness state. You you are you are really using the etch sketch. You're right there. You're recreating your form and function because you're at that state of consciousness where that is first put into place. It's first conception or inception, if you will. Right. And yes. And maybe maybe even a simpler way to say it, Wes, or at least a a more palatable way for most people to understand how this works. There's there's been countless studies, too too many to mention, but countless studies that that show meditation literally changes your DNA. It it repairs your cells. Uh, They've taken MRIs of Buddhist monks' uh, brains their brains are completely different than everyone else's brains. It is proven that meditation actually helps you self-heal. It's documented. It's no longer even a question. So if we look at that, it only stands to reason that deeper, more powerful states of meditation only increase the efficacy of your self-healing by an order of magnitude. And this is what this book lays out. It's simple, repeatable exercises, and you can call them all meditations if you like. It takes you to a different state of consciousness, one that humanity is not, not familiar with doing because, because humanity is not taught properly. But this, this book is proper education in terms of how to do this, how to master yourself. And so by using these deeper states of meditation, we're able to command and work at our form and function level and make whatever changes is needed in order to bring about our natural state, which is harmony, vitality, and health. And so these teachings in this book is simply a return to what is original to all of us, which is divinity, perfection, and harmony. And it's nowhere near as difficult as people would think because we are operating way beyond the finite mind we're operating way beyond the intellect. We're now using directly what gives birth to the intellect, what gives birth to the finite mind, what gives birth to the human condition. And when you're working directly with yourself and directly with what is, there literally are no more limitations. Very nice. G- gives birth. Gives birth. The, you know, um, I like the idea of a pie chart and the consciousness of our ego and the consciousness of our soul or higher self. And for a lot of people, the pie chart's just one color and it's all ego. We wake up in the morning and the monologue starts up and yakety yak and and scrolling through our phones and we have we have that busy mind and and when we spend so much time in our egos and the ego is all about um, uh, assigning a symbol and a value to all the objects that it can see, including our bodies, we really have to shift our thinking that this body is, is somehow the, quote, source unquote, of the disease. But in truth, like you said, the birth of what we are in physical form comes from the upper tiers of consciousness. There's a, um, Greg Braden um, posted a video of three uh, energy healers in a hospital 
and they had a real-time ultrasound of a tumor, or, and it was showing the tumor in real time. And these three uh, energy workers um, engaged the process, and you watched in real time as the tumor was dissolved and, and erased from the physical canvas of the consciousness. And what I'm getting at here is shifting our thinking of our body, not as um, a source condition, but a reflection. Our body is a reflection of a non-tangible aspect of ourself in the physical sense. In, in other words, the dis-ease that our bodies reflect back to us is actually a, a disease or um, incongruent or out of harmony um, layer of consciousness within ourselves that, that is etherical, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And so one way that I like to uh, describe exactly what you're talking about is that when we incarnate, into physical reality because not, none of us are from here. Nothing is from here. Everything is projected into right. the physical universe. So when we are projected, we call that birth. We are projected into the, into the physical universe. Now, what happens is as, as we are projected, we are in a sense losing consciousness. We're no longer in our normal holistic state. We're no longer in our normal holistic environment where we have access to everything. So as we're being projected down here, we then become immersed or attuned to the physical vehicle or the body. Now, what this does is, is, is this is what creates all disharmony, dysfunction, disease, and then eventual demise. It's because we, we've lost connection with what actually originates all this or what puts all of this into motion. So when we immerse ourselves within the, within the physical vehicle or we start to attune ourselves to the incarnation, to, to the body, to being human, I like to say that we reduce ourselves less to what I call body consciousness. Right. So what, yeah. what, that, what, that, yeah, what that really means is that we become completely and 100% reliant upon just the five physical senses and the data stream that comes into the five physical senses, which is an incredibly narrow bandwidth, that's the data stream that forms the intellect. And so now we have reduced this multi-frequential, multi-dimensional, complete and whole divine being to simple body consciousness. And the body is attuned to the local environment, which is just the bottom three frequencies of the physical universe. We call this a, the third dimension. It's not. It's the third frequency. And these three frequencies uh, sort of band together to give us sort of height, weight, and width. And this one experience we call 3D reality. But energy exists frequentially. Dimensions house frequency. So we're not, in, we're not existing dimensionally, we're existing frequentially. And so when we start to tap into what exists prior to body consciousness, there's nothing, and I mean it literally, there's nothing that we can't do with, with our body. It becomes more representative of our own higher mind. And whatever, right. whatever, reality, whatever reality less that we create with our mind, the body then has a tangible experience of that. Now, that cuts both ways. And by the way, that's the mind-body connection in a sentence. But it cuts, left it cuts both ways. So in other words, if we're accessing our higher mind through meditation, if you want to, want to say it that way, if we're accessing our higher mind, uh, the body is then going to have to have the tangible experience of whatever reality the mind is creating for it. So I simply tapped into my own higher mind, literally and figuratively, and recreated my reality based upon my connection to my own higher self. And so my body had no choice but to obey the commands that I was giving it. Now, it works the other way, too. The other side of that coin is if you're not using your higher mind and you're just using the intellect or the human mind or what I call the finite mind, then right. your body is also going to have the tangible experience of whatever reality you create for that. Now, that is going to be based upon beliefs, concepts, ideologies, roles, all the things that we have identified or misidentified with what exists within this realm, none of those things are actually you. That's just body consciousness. And it's through body consciousness that we then create 
dysfunction, disease, decrepitude, and eventual demise for our body. The, the body becomes so out of whack that it can no longer house the divinity and perfection that we really are. Nice. The the intent you had to restore a healthy image of your body didn't require any intellect from your ego. In other words, um, the divine blueprint or the divine template of of what your body, um, the, the... mechanics of a perfectly healthy body were already in your persona. In other words, all dis-ease is an added-on component, and when you when you unravel yourself, when you bring yourself back to harmony, the divine idea of your body is always there to restore the, the physical harmony if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And uh, this, this, the, the book captures the tangible mechanics of that, and it's a step-by-step process of what, to, of what to do, and it explains what to do, how to do it, and why you're doing it, and then people have the tangible experience of what these simple exercises and protocols do. Uh, another way that we can just look at it and make it even simpler and simpler and simpler, just use your yes. imagination. L- literally recreate yourself based upon the perfect image that you have of yourself. And when you're in a certain state of consciousness, this, your body must respond. Whatever conceptualized reality you create for yourself, your body then has the tangible experience of that. That is the body-mind connection. So <clears throat> if you can shun everything that goes on here, all the conditioning, all the societal pressures, all the brainwashing, all the lack of real wisdom, that, that's really the only thing that's sort of circulating within these lower frequencies. When you can let all that go and realize that none of that is you, that's simply what you're perceiving, and you're the perception itself, not what is being perceived, you can start to work with your own higher mind and your own imagination directly, tangibly, and you can recreate your health, which is already within you. The right. healing is the return. The healing is the return to what is original to you. That's that's what it is, and what's original to all of us is it's perfection, it's divinity, it's vitality. It is not disease, decrepitude. It, all of these things come about through disharmonious thought patterns, through identifications with things outside of the self. They are not the self directly. It's the self, the, the self directly, or the higher consciousness, is the cure for all that ails humanity. Very nice. When you look at the uh, the history, the the temporal path, if you will, of humanity on the planet, there's um, our cultures have been immersed in war and famine and disease, and then technology came along and and made uh, um, many more layers of mental pollutants. <laughs> For our, for our ego to become addicted to. When we talk about unraveling ourselves, um, like dismantling the, the inertia of our past individually and collectively, how, how, do, you, how do you come to terms with the, the new narrative? Now, for you, you... Um, with astral projection as a as a theme element early in your life, so to speak, and then after the operation itself, you had quite clarity. For the for the everyday person who does who hasn't had this um, this context that you've had, how do they um, bring themselves about? so to speak, to, to leave the world of illusion and, and um, let go of everything. I, I know your book's about this, but, but talk about the journey of, of perhaps some of the people that have benefited from your material 
as far as transforming themselves from um, thinking they were hopeless to a place of true transformation? Well, the the people in the in the book, there's seven steps or seven protocols or exercises that I that I did repeatedly in order to put my destroyed body uh, back together and to re- return myself to, to health. Uh, within each one of these steps, I use a, a client story that I taught one of these steps to, and then they use that step for their own healing. And this this is applied to Less you name it. So from depression, anxiety, Lyme, Lyme disease, diabetes, paralysis, cancer, uh, uh, kidney failure, uh, it, uh, someone who actually even needed a heart transplant, as, as crazy as all this stuff sounds, it's all true. It's all absolutely true. There's nothing we can't do. When, we're, when we are in an unlimited and divine state, of consciousness. We are unlimited and divine. And so we just need to bring ourselves back to that. So we have to disengage from body consciousness. And once we disengage from body consciousness, we become the immortal creator that we really are. It becomes tangible for us. And so one way to sort of get everyone immediately back on track within seconds, and the the book is filled with these things, because I think it's too big of a an ask or a request to say to someone, okay, we need to go meditate for 45 minutes, and we need to go do this, and, this. But, and you know, it's just not it's not right. going to happen. It's too it's too difficult. We're in such a reactionary paradigm. People have no they have no control over the mind anymore. Everything outside of them has control over them. So because of the identification, the attachments. So what I what I was given or developed or created, which is all, all the same thing anyway, is what I call real magic tricks. And I call them real magic tricks less because they are. This book is magic. And magic to me is the, the accessing and commanding of energies that exist outside of sensory perception. To me, that's what magic is. I healed myself through magic. I teach people how to do magic. Magic is our natural state. It's our natural state. So one of, one of the things that I like to have people do right away because they have a tangible experience of it and it only takes seconds, and you can do it right now. It's very it's the simplest thing in the world. So where do people start, right? Well, they need to start with themselves, the true self, not the egoic mind, not the body, not body consciousness. So how do we return to that tangibly and immediately? Very simply, pretend that you just arrived here. No past, no future. Very nice. Now, yes, so when you do that, you can't think because there is no story that you're telling yourself. The ego mind identity has been, has been transcended in seconds, not even seconds, in a second, is the new paradigm. This is the new understanding. I'm told to call this book the beginning of the wisdom that transcends knowledge. And so the book is filled with magic tricks where instantaneously there is the tangible experience of something different immediately. And once people start to have the tangible taste of something they've never tasted before, the the appetite becomes ravenous. They start to realize that they can operate in this supremely high-frequency way. They can heal themselves. They can transcend whatever temporary condition that their body is experiencing. And but pretend that you just arrived here, no past, no future, is just one magic trick. And the, the key to returning to what we really are is to be able to access what we really are. And the, the way that I like to do it is through what I call real magic tricks. Now, if Jesus were to um, teleport into our listeners' room. So you're listening to this episode and and poof, Jesus appears next to you. The, the field, if you will, the mechanics, if you will, of magic, of, of instantaneous transformation exists 
in all time and all space. And and what I'm getting at here is the universe doesn't need to change. It's our own consciousness, our own sense of self that changes because the field of miracles, as in the example that Jesus appears next to you and starts performing miracles, the reality of miracles is waiting for our arrival. It's The universe won't change to introduce us to miracles. We will change to rediscover our relationship with miracles. And, and I mentioned this, to, we talked a, a little before the show and perhaps the other day about the belief systems that we have that just like to rush in and say, well, that can't happen, well, that can't happen, well, no, well, no, because of the the history of our past. But the history of our past has no merit when it comes to the truth of what our, our own divine potential is. So how has your relationship with your own life after the surgery uh, the operation, and then you, you go through the transformation process and, and revitalize your body, how has your sense of, quote, reality, unquote, evolved through that process? Well, that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, reality, is, reality is self-driven and self, self-created. Uh, let, me, let me give an example. Uh, <laughs> Because analogies are probably better to try to, to try to capture the unexplainable, and these states of consciousness and the ability to do these things, it everyone is going to do this. Right. Everyone is meant to do this. It's, it's, it's everyone's destiny. Okay. So make no mistake about that. This is the true nature of things, and the book captures a much more holistic and deeper understanding of the true nature of things and the true nature of the self, which is which is why I authentically unparalyzed myself and put myself back together. Because I'm working with myself directly and, and, and what is. So I'll give an example about how is reality changed. Reality is based upon you know, perception, right? your perception of yourself and therefore your perception of the outside world. So here's, here's the analogy I'd like to give. So let's say there's a blackboard, a, a, a chalkboard, right? And there's this really long, complex equation written out on this blackboard. It's, you know, line after line. It's numbers parentheticals and letters and so on and so forth, right? And there's two people just standing in front of the chalkboard. So just your average person's just standing right there. And then let's say Nikola Tesla is also standing right there, right? So the average person is going to look at this chalkboard. And their, their, their reality, their perception is going to be, I, I don't know what in the world that is. It's just a bunch of numbers, parentheses, and letters. I can't, you know, it's, it's just a bunch of nothing. There's nothing there. That's that person's reality. And Nikola Tesla's going to look at that same thing and go, oh, there's, that's, that's time travel. So what, you know, which reality is, you know, is true? Both. So for that person who can't really see and understand that, the reality is there's nothing really there. It doesn't really exist. It's not really possible. It's not, even, it's not in their quote-unquote reality. They're not able to perceive it. Nikola Tesla looks at it and goes, oh, duh, of course, time travel. That's how you do it. Both are true. That's the thing. Both are true. So to anyone who's listening, who's, who's saying to themselves, this is impossible. This is a bunch of nonsense. Well, then for you, it is. Right. And for those with an open mind, for those with an open mind that are able to see past their own body consciousness and are actually seeking and have a desire to evolve, to evolve their consciousness in the most efficient way possible, they're going to be able to see the truth in this work because this work is the truth. It's how things really work. Just like that equation is how you time travel. But to someone who's not ready to perceive and create their reality in that way, they're just going to see it as a bunch of letters, numbers, and parentheses. Nice. Well, you know, I like the example of uh, gravity. I mean, gravity you can't really see it, but you can see the effect of it. So if you're a college professor and you're trying to 
quote, figure out gravity, unquote, and perhaps using that blackboard, put a shit ton of chalk up on the blackboard to try to figure out gravity. Well, what about the ballet dancer that masters gravity, that masters something they have no idea how it works? And and my point here is, like we said, uh, belief systems get in the way. <laughs> to understand that there's a field of miracles, you don't have to understand the mechanics of how it works, but to believe, to come into harmony with the mechanics of how it works is to learn how to metaphorically dance with the the inherent principles that have existed through all of time that are present for you here and now, you don't have to know the science, the math, any of that part of it to, to really fully master it. So no matter what your background is, no matter what your life path is, we're all poised and, and and here we are in 2021, I think the, the whole narrative of the planet has got turned on its head. I think we're going to see legions of people that, that learn how to master these principles that have always been here. How, is, how has the response been with uh, your book and this material? What kind of uh, reactions do you get? The people that hear about me and hear about the book, the there seems to be a universal sort of experience, and it's kind of that this is what they've been searching for and looking for their entire lives. So it, it, it's just a, a profound experience of, of what is directly, tangibly. And, and, and it's from this state of being or state of consciousness that I was able to access this understanding. I mean, it was already a part of me. I knew it was in me. And it just came out. So the, uni- the universal sort of experience is that people feel like they've, they're returning to, to their inner knowingness. And now they have a roadmap in terms of how to, how to do it. It's, it's, it's already within all of us. It's, it's what is. The truth doesn't require your participation. Lies do. So this, this is what is. All you have to do is work with it. It's, 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 it's part of what we are. It's, it's immutable. It's, it's eternal. And this, this is how you bring about transmutation. This is authentic alchemy. This is how you do it. It's not a theory. And it's, it's not spiritual woo-woo. It's metaphysics. It's repeatable. It's robust. You can rely upon it because it, it, is, what, it, it is what is. And people immediately, when they come in contact with it, or they come in contact with something that I've written or uh, an interview that I've done and they watch the video, they're, they're moved in some way. And it really doesn't have anything to do with me. It's, it's just the information that's coming through me. It resonates because it's the truth. And because what I did is authentic. And the healings that people have experienced for themselves by working, by working with the protocols and the understandings in the book is authentic. It changes people's lives because it's... It's a reawakening less of what we are, and we leave behind the conditioning. We leave behind the belief systems. We leave behind all the things that we've identified with that only exist here. We're not from here, and what we are exists well beyond this realm and this plane, and what we are is temporarily inside the body. We can do anything with this body. We can heal ourselves. We can heal each other. This is what I do every day. It's, it's, it's not unusual. It's not uncommon. It's what is. It's the return to what is. Like I said, the truth doesn't require your participation. It is. And this is delving right back into what is and the nature of the self. Nice. You know, the... The information that you brought into physical form, it, it's, 
it's part of the process of getting out of our flipping ego and allowing that higher intelligence, that higher uh, perception that higher consciousness that is inherent within our own being. In fact, it's um, it's more naturally us in our physical body to bring that information in and bring it into a book, bring it into an experience. Uh, for, as us, um, for the listener, you have that higher consciousness. We, I mean, you're literally a personification of source consciousness. And as the heart of humanity desires a more natural, a more genuine, a more authentic, a more um, supportive narrative moving forward, in other words, 2020 kind of tipped the card over for everyone. And the heart of humanity is really quite frustrated with the narrative that's playing out every single one of us has access to that higher wisdom and we can all individually be the channel, be the vehicle that downloads a more authentic vision of the future of humanity. So, um, RJ, we have about eight minutes left. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, your thoughts as how this relates to the aging process. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a that's a great question. So, <clears throat> if we look at if we look at what a human being really is, I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you my tangible experience of what a human being is to a to an authentic state of cosmic consciousness. So, <clears throat> when I look at a human being. Okay, and while I turn myself inward and look at myself, there's two things there. Okay, now prior to, uh, I would say maybe this information that's coming through now, prior we've kind of called what's inside the soul, right? That's kind of been sort of the, that's been passed on and on and on because it's a step in the right direction. But it's not, from my perspective, it's not really accurate. So I'm going to try to be as accurate as I can, and all, and all this is in the book. So what we are inside is what I call sentience. Now, sentience is divine intelligence. Don't associate that with thinking because the divine intelligence is a knowingness. It has nothing to do with thinking. Thinking is faltering. So sentience is what we really are. And at the top of that, you could say that this sentience, this divine intelligence, it's a fractal of God. So it's our amount or level or weight, believe it or not, of love and wisdom. And then our talents and abilities would be subsets of this love and wisdom. Now, this is what we actually are. We are sentience, or what esoterics have called the self. We are love and wisdom, and the subsets beneath that are our talents and abilities. That's actually what we are. Now, this sentience, or this self, or this divine intelligence, is given a complement of energy. Now, this complement of energy is what we use to create. And when we're incarnate, we tend to use this energy for creation in terms of thinking, emoting, and animating the body. Okay, you can think of the complement of energy as maybe gas in a gas tank. Right? Okay. Now, those two things prior to this, uh, I think, more accurate, more holistic understanding of, of, of what we actually are, at least these two components of what we really are as a sentience, given a complement of energy. Prior to that, we saw all that was labeled one thing, and we just called that the soul. Now, this has been problematic. I feel this is problematic because inherently, by, by saying that's all one thing, it lends to identification with whatever it is that we do create with the energy. So it, it, it lends ourselves to an egoic mind identity, identification with what it is that we do create, thoughts, emotions, actions, behaviors, and experiences, because we saw that as all one thing. So then for we saw ourselves as these things that we are also creating. It's not accurate, not true. We are divine intelligence given gas in the gas tank, given a complement of energy, and this is what we use to create, to think, to emote, to do. And that, that same energy that we have sent ourselves, I would say, in a direction of disharmony, 
disease, decrepitude, demise, and this is where aging comes into this list, is because the energy is constantly leaving us. It's going outward. It's an outward projection in thoughts. It's an outward projection in emotions. It's an outward projection to animate the body. Now, some of this complement of energy is supposed to be used to heal ourselves. The energy has to be directed powerfully with a single-pointedness single of focus towards our healing, which is internal, instead of having the energy outward towards everything else. Now, as the energy keeps going outward, what we're really doing is we're running the body down. This is energy that the body actually needs for repair, for revitalization, for your own vigor, for your own vitality. And when we operate in this way, we raise our own frequency. This greatly slows down the aging process. And just as I put myself back together and all that stuff, there is a way by harnessing these understandings to really greatly slow down the aging process and that will actually allow us to quote unquote stay longer if that's really what our desire is. I have no desire to stay stay longer, but if this is what we wanted to do, we would be able to do that when we're starting to harness our energy properly, not in humanistic perspectives, which are grounded in the low frequencies, but by harnessing our energy properly to be able to raise our consciousness into higher frequencies and then use that energy to target it towards self-healing, the body keeps repairing itself and healing itself. And there is a way to sort of stay, we'll say, young-looking or to look like you're 40 for a very long period of time if that, is, if that is really the desire. But we have to stop with the energy going outward, and we have to be able to harness the energy and target it inward, and this will greatly, greatly slow down the aging process. Well, very nice. Well, um with the time left, I want to make sure that our audience um, knows how to get your book, knows what services you provide, perhaps in person or online. Can you take some time now and tell us about your book and tell us about what services you have and how the audience can connect with you? Sure, sure. Thanks, Les. Yeah. So the book, Supercharged Self-Healing, is, is, is available now. Kindle and audiobook. You can download it immediately. The paperback still says on Amazon that it'll be released December 8th, but if people are already getting it. That's just because of the backlog with the, with the shipping. So go ahead and get the book, whether it's Kindle, audio, or the paperback. Avail yourself of these teachings. Use these teachings to heal yourself. Use, use these teachings to liberate yourself. Use my incarnation to free yourself totally in every way. If, if people are interested in getting a free guide to some of these magic tricks that I allude to, and like I said, make no mistake about it, it's real magic, go to superchargedselfhealing.com and you can download your free guide to magic tricks, which these magic tricks instantly dissolve stress and anxiety. And it's just like the one that, I, that we did together. It takes seconds and you feel the tangible experience of it. And that's why I said this is real magic trick. So please avail yourself of a free guide to do that. And when you download that, <clears throat> I'll be able to keep everyone abreast of all the new things that are coming out, the new courses, the programs. I'm going to have a mobile app that's coming out soon. I'm going to have an online course that captures the teachings in the book and then even goes past the teachings in the book because I'm going to include things that the publisher made me take out. <laughs> so all that's going to be coming out uh, coming out very soon. And then if someone wants to wants to work with me right now, in terms of you know personal sessions, whether it's a healing or be able to speak with me to get a better understanding of themselves, or they're troubled by something, go to ascendthefrequencies.com, ascendthefrequencies.com, and you can book a private session. I call these clarity counseling. So whatever you have going on, whatever is troubling you, whatever questions you have, just kind of imagine that you can ask me anything and I'd be able to answer it. It's ridiculous as that sounds, but you can go ahead and imagine that. So uh, if you want to work with me now, go to ascendafrequencies.com and book a private session, a healing. I teach advanced courses as well. There are some students that want to take advanced courses so they can work with me for a you know, period of time, a couple of months 
And so those are also available as well. And oddly enough, my email is rj at ascendafrequencies.com. So if you just want to communicate with me or ask me a question about a course or a class or you're thinking about <clears throat> wanting to study with me, go ahead and, and, and send me an email, rj at ascendafrequencies.com. But make sure you get the book. It's not like anything that's in this realm. And get yourself your guide, your free guide to real magic tricks and reunite yourself with what you really are and go to superchargedselfhealing.com and get, get your free guide. Wonderful. Well, RJ, an hour can go by pretty fast. Um, do you have any closing thoughts for our audience? Yes. Give yourself permission to heal. Give yourself permission to free yourself. You're the only one that can do it for yourself. The doctor isn't going to give it to it, give it to you, your friends. No one can do it for you. Give yourself permission to heal. Give yourself permission to liberate your consciousness. And now, finally, there's actual, authentic protocols and teachings that show you how to do this. Most of this information is so ancient, and without me being too specific, most of this information I have been projecting into this realm for a very long time. And so now within this timeline, we get to re-experience and reconnect with the truth, reconnect with what is, and use this book to heal yourself. Use this book to liberate yourself. Use my incarnation to free yourself once and for all. Very nice. Well, RJ, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. I've, I very much have enjoyed this episode. Thank you. It, Les, it's been my pleasure. That was a very quick hour, so we're going to have to do this again. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> We've been talking with RJ Spina, and the topic tonight is the name of his latest book, Supercharged Self-Healing, A Revolutionary Guide to Access High-Frequency States of Consciousness that Rejuvenate and Repair. Like I said in the, in the introduction, Jesus said that we will all perform miracles, we'll all heal the sick, we'll all manifest out of thin air and and every 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 other thing that he has done and it's i mean we it's about time this stuff starts happening and i i love having rj on the show i totally recommend his book it's it's the material it's the it's it's what we're looking for to activate our our inherent divine potential. So I want to I want to thank you, the listener, for showing up for yourself. Here we are at the end of the episode, and and you've shown up to to change who you are for the better. It's my pleasure. It's my passion to bring you episodes like this and. You know, over the 12 years, the, the we've had so many wonderful episodes. It's um, I love the new material. I love I've noticed a change in the past year or two that uh, I don't know if I'd call it the caliber, but certainly the consciousness, the 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 power, really the power of the messages have really gone up a couple of octaves. And from my perspective, the most powerful substance to affect our human narrative is is the human genome embodying divine consciousness. And and that's really the root of the the evolution of the of the human persona. 
I'm your host, Les Jensen. Always a pleasure. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at NewHumanLiving.com. Thanks for listening.